0: Welcome back to Behind the Screens. I'm Simon Burton from Numero. And I'm Matthew Liebman,
1: right next to Simon Burton from Numero. We're in person. For the first time, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is is crazy. It's a little unusual after all these years. It is. We both sound a
0: little croakier than usual after a a couple of days of... Caesars Palace, fresh air, shall we say. Yeah,
1: yeah. And if we waited any later in the week, I don't think we would have had voices to record this at all. But this is going to be a short and sharp burst for the box office and for the first couple of days of CinemaCon, so we can jump back in, learn some more and report back in full next week.
0: Yeah, with the the panel, with our other esteemed colleagues, Sarah Luthwaite and Leon Newnham, joining us next week. Yeah, looking forward to that. Keep an eye out for that one.
1: So why don't we jump straight into that that box office, Simon? you want to give an overview to what we've seen around the world, and then we can
0: jump into some of those new releases. Sure. The two, uh, two family films internationally still leading the way. Um, with Sonic the Hedgehog 2, its uh, international Q is now at $142 million for a global Q approaching $300 million, $290 million after the weekend. So still kicking goals with, with that title and looking over to Fantastic Beasts, um, They took another $38 million in the international marketplace over the weekend, uh, taking their international cube at $213 million with a worldwide cube of $280 million. Uh, So the the, the worldwide cube for both Fantastic Beasts and Sonic 2 uh, pretty much on par at this point um, with their their runs. Uh, Turning the the focus back to the North American market, three wide releases this past weekend in, in North America. Uh, the number one film, The Bad Guys from Universal Pictures, grossing $24 million to be at number one. Um, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, dropped a couple of spots to, to finish in number three, which is a pretty close run race with Sonic the Hedgehog 2 coming in second with $15.6 million, $14 million for Fantastic Beasts. Another wide opener, which I think was a really strong result from The Northman, $12.3 million in number four, and Nick Cage back on the big screen with the unbearable weight of massive talent, closing at the top five with $7.1 million. Um, but jumping back to the bad guys, Matt, why don't we take a closer look at the audience that, that turned up this past weekend?
1: Yeah, thanks, Simon. Let's have a look at the bad guys, which, of course, was written by an Australian author. Um, I'm not saying that's the main reason for the success, but I'm probably sure it's a, it's a strong contributor there. It's got a lot to do with it, let's yeah, be honest. yeah. The most common movies we've got Sonic 2, Sing 2, Encanto, Ron's Gone Wrong, The Secret Life of Pets 2, Frozen 2, Adam's Family 2, lots of twos there, mm. and Spies in Disguise. What we're seeing is that the audience is more infrequent than what we typically see for the opening weekends of all movies. 37% were infrequent versus 27% for our benchmark. That is less than four visits annually. I think really this is a reflection of the lack of choice for family films we talked about that recently that there's a long time between drinks and in fact one of the panels yesterday the chief operating officer for view Steve Nibbs, made a plea for more family titles so i know the industry's feeling that when we look at the demographics it's typical kids movie audience mums and kids 58% were female versus 43% for the opening weekend audiences of all movies most strongly are performing in the 25 to 44 parent age group and then of course as you'd expect Uh, Around one-third, 34%, were aged under 12 years. So that's our bad guys audience. Um, Now, the tough guy, the Northman.
0: Yeah, as I said uh, earlier, $12.3 million opening at number four and and receiving rave reviews. What about the the audience that turned up on this opening weekend?
1: Yeah, when we look at the most common uh, audience for the Northman, A lot of fanboy, comic book style movies. You've got Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, The Batman, Morbius, X, The Green Light, uh, Ambulance, and another one of this week's new releases, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, with Dune wrapping up the top eight. Uh, Frequency similar to most opening weekend audiences, a little more frequent, but not massively so. We're seeing 44% in that frequent category versus 39% overall. Very heavily outweighted on single tickets. Uh, We're seeing 36% of purchases were for just the one ticket versus 25% for what we see for benchmarks overall. And then when we look at the demographic breakdown, perhaps not surprising, it was male-dominated, but it wasn't as outweighted as you might guess if you were stereotyping. The opening weekend audience was 67% male versus 57% when you look at a benchmark of all opening weekend films. Uh, the strongest outperformance was males aged 25 to 34, but there was also a spike in males aged 55 plus. And while females didn't achieve the share that they typically get for an opening weekend film, we did see it was most strong in, amongst uh, females in that 45 to 64 year age group, which was a little surprising to see it skew older amongst women um, when it was younger for men in that 25 to 34. So, um, cold film. Uh, Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. Uh, this is top of the list for me at the moment, and strangely for my wife, my 14-year-old daughter, and my 17-year-old son, when this trailer comes on, everyone wants to see it. Um, are we reflecting the box office and, and what you saw?
0: Yeah, $7 million, opening number five. I'm curious to hear what the audience was on this this opening weekend for it.
1: Look, I think there's been a little bit of cannibalization with The Northman, and that comes out when we look at the most similar films. Uh, The the Nick Cage uh, Unbearable Weight had everything everywhere again. The Lost City, Ambulance, The Batman, Uncharted, Morbius, The Northman, so they're cross-pollinating because Unbearable Weight appeared as one of The Northman's common titles. And rounding it out was Death on the Nile. So we had three common titles in the top eight plus each other's um, movie. So to me, that suggests there could be a little bit of cannibalization. It's much more frequent. This is a fanboy movie, 51%. Uh, frequent versus 39% overall, uh, pretty much in line with with gender, 59% male, usually it's um, 57%. So while it is fanboy, perhaps not as much as you might have guessed um, when you, you look at that as, as uh, male and younger, uh, take the fanboy literally, the strongest age outperformance was aged 55 plus. So 36% of the audience was in that age bracket versus 21% overall but it kind of reflects Nick Cage's long career. I mean, for me, peak Cage was 95 to 97. Uh, that's when he released Leaving Las Vegas, The Rock, Face Off. That's more than 25 years ago, which means these 55 pluses were in their late 20s, early 30s when he was really at his peak. Um, not unsurprisingly though, we also saw a little bit of outperformance uh, in the 25 to 34 year bracket. So, so, I mean, they're the new releases, but why don't we spend a couple of minutes just talking about what we've seen for the first day and a bit of CinemaCon. Uh, what's jumped out to you so
0: far? Certainly, Matt. Uh, I think that the panels on, on Monday morning were extremely interesting, uh, specifically the one with Denis Villeneuve, Andrew Cripps and Mary Parent um, discussing Dune. Uh, specifically, one point that sort of came through um, from Andrew, which was specifically around the, the Russian market, right, mm. that, that despite no Hollywood content going into Russian theaters at the moment that he was receiving received a number of notes from people that, uh, the Batman was screening in a a number of theaters in, uh, in Russia. So, uh, that was an interesting takeaway
1: from that. (laughs) Well, yeah, I've just come from the um, state of the industry where the MPA's Charlie Rifkin's, uh, opening speech was all about piracy and the focus they're putting on it. Uh, they've recently entered into a, a partnership with Google, And on the back of that have been able to bring down thousands of illegal sites. Uh, He cited a number, you know, in the thousands that have have been reduced to 200, and they're focusing on those right now. Uh, So that's a a really big focus, but echoes what what you heard about Russia as well. Yeah, very encouraging. The other thing that jumped out to me uh, was a really bold statement from uh, NATO's John Fithian, who walked out and declared that simultaneous uh, releases are dead, and it was piracy that killed it because when that simultaneous release occurs, it's easier to get those pristine copies and put them out on the web for people to consume. Uh, So um, that was was really positive. Uh, The other thing that I think is really exciting is NATO's announcing uh, a cinema foundation uh, to really further a number of priorities uh, for the industry, including uh, issues of of careers and education and diversity, innovation and technology, data and research, uh, they previewed it today, there's a proper launch tomorrow, uh, but I think this is a, a great time to start taking that forward-looking approach to the industry, uh, and these guys seem like the right and most obvious group to do it. Mm. Uh, Sony, we, we attended their launch last night, what were your impressions?
0: We did. My impressions were that uh, you know Tom Rothman's always bloody entertaining, isn't he? He's got a, uh, a loose unit up on stage. Wise from him. The the footage they shared was was terrific on some of their their upcoming, uh, shall I say, original original titles. But yeah, it looks like a, a another sort of golden run for the guys from Sony Pictures.
1: Yeah, and they deserve huge accolades for really kicking the industry along. They showed their their most recent releases in a compile reel, and with Uncharted, with Spider Man, with Morbius, Venom, and and so on. Um, they've been keeping the lights on in a in a big way
0: for us. Yeah, three point three billion dollars since CinemaCon last year in their uh, global releases was what Tom shared with the audience. Yeah. So, uh, and one point nine billion dollars of that coming from Spider Man No Way Home, um, and I think it was four hundred million globally for for Uncharted. Yep. Um, so yeah, they've had some huge success. That's for sure.
1: So there's a whole lot more to go. We're only a day and a quarter into the, the conference. Um, I know you've got a bunch of meetings. I'm thrilled to be seeing clients in person as well, as well as you, no doubt about it. Uh, we'll do a full wrap up as you mentioned with, with other guests um, from, from our uh, company next week and jump back in and look at uh, Multiverse of Madness and uh, maybe give our favorite titles that we're looking forward to from, from the remainder of the screenings.
0: Can't wait, Matt. Let's head back to the Coliseum.
1: Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week behind the screens. Movio and Numero are two of the businesses within the Vista Group, the world-leading provider of technology solutions to the global film industry. For more moviegoer insights, be sure to visit movio.co and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. The Behind the Scenes podcast is produced by Grace Furness, edited by Patrick Hanna, with additional support from Ryan Preventure, Georgia Culverwell and Christine Rizzolo.